Welcome to this podcast. I'm here again with Chris Yundu, my friend in Kenya, and we've had him on the podcast before. We had a really good conversation previously about the Holy Spirit, and this time we're going to talk about a new topic, which is honor. Welcome, Chris, and please share a little bit about yourself again for those who maybe didn't hear the other podcast. Uh, tell them who you are and where you minister. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Anthony, for having me again. It's wonderful to be here. And my name is Chris Shundu, and I am a pastor with the Exploit Worship Center, which is a ministry of Highway of Holiness Ministries International. And uh, I'm serving in Nairobi, in our Nairobi church, and Apostle Julia Subi, and I'm married uh, with three children. I have been in the marketplace, uh, for a long time working for an NGO called World New, but now uh, I'm in full-time ministry. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. It's great to have you back again. I really loved our last conversation, and this one also I think will be very interesting. We decided to look at the topic of honor, uh, honoring God, honoring one another, honoring our parents, all of that, and we'll look at how that plays out in in culture, uh, in different cultures. So Chris, maybe to get started, why don't you explain to us what you think of uh, as honor, and then uh, maybe give us some light from the Bible, uh, what honor is about, who should we honor, and, and give us some reflections there, and then we can keep digging in. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Pastor. Uh, in my thinking and understanding, Honor is respect, great respect, or esteeming one another, esteeming a person of higher authority, or esteeming a colleague. Uh, honor is bestowed. Honor is bestowed upon a person. So it is great respect, uh, um, esteeming someone in a great way, uh, with genuineness, with a genuine heart with a genuine heart. And uh, in, the, in the Bible, we read from uh, Exodus uh, 20, 12, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged. And we see Apostle Paul repeating the same in, Exo in, in Ephesians chapter six, uh, verse 10. So that means that our lives uh, 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 I mean, the way we honor our parents or other people influences our future. So because the Bible says that it may be well with you and it may have long life. And also in the, uh, in the, the Bible talks about us honoring the Lord uh, in, in Proverbs chapter three, us honoring the Lord with our substance. So there is honor uh, to the Lord. So we honor one another. We honor the Lord. We honor our authorities. The Bible also tells us in the scriptures, in the book of Romans, that you know, uh, we should honor those in authority because they are put there by God. So the most important thing in honor is that we must know that honor starts with God uh, to the least. And so when we dishonor anyone, we dishonor God because they are made in the image of God and the leadership, whether secular or, or church leadership, it's put there by God and the structure is, is from God. 
and and also uh, that um, you know we should not honor as a lip service out of hypocrisy, but we should genuinely honor. For example, I may honor somebody so much that I can't let him go astray, and that may be my boss, may be my superior, may be my parent in the Lord. But if I honor him so much, I should be also be able to tell him the truth boldly and with love. Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of directions we can go in this conversation, um, but um, one of the things I was thinking about first, I'd like to hear from you about. When we think about honoring God and, and showing Him great respect, that one seems kind of obvious. But uh, when we look at, let's say, honoring our parents, what if we think our parents are uh, they're not believers, they don't know God, they're not living. A holy life. Uh, what if we don't respect how they live? Um, how how is it that we still show respect or honor to them? And what does that really mean? If because we're said honoring is respecting or show, having high esteem for someone, but what if we don't have high esteem for them, <laughs> but we're still called to honor them? Then what does what does the honor mean in such a case? Or like our whether it's our parents or our government leaders or yeah, what do you think? Yeah, and thank you very much, uh, Pastor Andon. I have struggled with this a lot uh, because how, how do you honor um, government officials yet you know they are corrupt? <laughs> yeah, or, or as you're saying, how do you honor your parents uh, when your father uh, beats your mother? <laughs> how do you honor him? But I, I can say that... Um, you know, uh, if I share my own example, like you see, my mother was the first wife of my father, and then he married four others, so he had five wives. And anyone would expect my mother to be very bitter against my father. But, and us, especially my older sibling brothers, would get angrier at it. But then my mother always told us, He is your father. He is your father. He is your father. Honor him, respect him, esteem him. And I, I didn't see the sense in that until I grew up and, and became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then I realized how right my mother was and how she influenced us. And today we see that the blessing from our dad has followed us because we heeded to our mother's voice to honor them. So uh, uh, coming back to uh, our situation, the reality is it, it could be difficult, you know, to honor uh, a parent or even an older brother or sister or supervisor who is not, um, who is not um, I mean, living right, I mean, living a, a life that agrees with what you believe in. But, you know, if you know the truth, live by that truth, which is the word of God. You know the truth and the truth will set you free. So if you know the truth that the truth requires of you, God expects you to honor irrespective of how they live, and then you honor. Not that you approve what they are doing, but no, you are honoring them. Not that you are approving what they do. And look at this, the common scripture we use um, to win souls. For God so loved the world 
Uh, and you know, it's light there in John 3.16. But if you read Romans 5.8, God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So that means God loved us, God honored us while we were still sinners. And so as we have seen the light, we should be able to honor people because God has commanded to honor them and God has also given us an example that we can honor them. And, and you see Jesus Christ honoring his disciples, one by washing their feet, by washing their feet. I mean, how could he honor Judas with a very powerful docket? In Africa, that's the most sensitive, sensitive docket, whether in a small function or in government, the treasury. Jesus knew Judas was a thief, but I believe he had given all the 12 responsibilities. And so he gave, he still gave Judas a key responsibility. So for me, I, I will do it because the word of God tells me to do it. But I may struggle as I've struggled before. And so I'll pray, Lord, <laughs> this is too difficult. Give me the grace to do it. And I'll also look at other people, mature people, who have had similar situations and find out how did they overcome? Because I believe in uh, working with mentors so that somebody can help me also to overcome that uh, challenge and to be able to honor those that whose actions are contrary to what I, I, I believe. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, still, there's a lot I want to follow up on there. Uh, one, one, one thing you mentioned earlier, um, was that uh, the honor has to be genuine from the heart. And so let me connect that now to the, the other question you were just talking about. Um, what does it look like to honor someone from the heart that's not fake? Uh, whether you really like what they're doing or you don't like what they're doing, <laughs> what would it look like to, to show honor to them from the heart? Yeah, thank you. And that's very important because, you know, without things happening in the heart, without a change of heart, uh, the, the mind and the rest of us cannot change. And if it acts, it's acting uh, on the top, out of the flesh. It's not coming from our heart. And um, so for me, I always pray God create in me a clean heart. Sometimes that can be my daily prayer, actually, that God just created me a clean heart uh, to be able to relate with people the way I ought to, uh, and to avoid um, hypocrisy uh, from uh, creeping in. So when I love somebody, you know, for, uh, to go back a bit, it's important, you know, for us to, 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 to be aware of, for example, what good is and what is not good. Uh, not by law, but it's good to know what is genuine honor and what is fake or lip service honor. When you yourself try to define that, very likely you will see your own mistake and go to um, and start honoring people genuinely. For example, recently, I have older brothers who are uh, alcoholic, we are believing God to deliver them. And so many times they will ask me for 
old clothes. They'll ask me, oh, when you come to the village, please bring us old clothes. And, and I've been giving them old clothes. So recently I went to the village last month and um, as usual, I wanted to give them uh, old clothes, but the Lord opened my heart and I said, I buy, I don't buy old clothes for myself. This is my elder brother. How can I give him the old clothes that I've already used? And you see now what I had seen before as honor, I thought when I was giving them old clothes was honoring them, but no, that was just helping them. So you can help somebody without honoring them. So I was helping them, but not honoring them. So that was not honor. Though I thought I was honoring them, but I realized later on that I was only helping them. And so I kept back those used clothes and I said, I'm going to buy for them brand new clothes. Whether it's one pair of trousers, you call them in America pants or one shirt, but it will be brand new, just as I, I, I do for myself. So it's for you to come back to a realization and begin to see what's honor. How, how, how am I honoring people? Am I genuine in, in, in my honoring people? And I believe that God intervenes at that time and you are able to be genuine in your honoring of people. And of course, I will never leave out the need to pray and ask God, help me in this area. And because people can mistake you. I remember my colleague and you know him, Stefan. And Stefan, told me after five years of relating with him, I mean, being friends, being workmates, it's after five years, told me, oh, Chris, it has taken me five years to realize that, yeah, that your smile is genuine. <laughs> so that means he had thought for four years and a half, he had thought my smile was fake, was artificial. <laughs> so, but, but thank God, he confessed that uh, it's taken him five years and for me, Stefan is somebody we you know. We've been so transparent with each other, whether we disagree. And so when we honor one another, it's genuine. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that example so much of your elder brother fits in well with the, the curriculum that I teach, helping without hurting in Africa, where we talk about you can help someone and cause them to feel more shame. So you're actually hurting them in the process. But we want to help people in a way to to acknowledge that they're made in the image of God and build them up um, so that they, they feel valuable and know that, that God can use them also to do something good. So I really appreciate that story. It's a great example. Maybe you can help us with some more examples of what it looks like practically um, from your view. Let's, let's start with in your culture. Uh, what does it look like to honor God? What does it look like practically to honor God? What does it look like practically to honor government or government officials? What does it look like to honor your parents? Uh, what does it look like to, to honor uh, other people in your life, like your spouse or, or others? Um, so give us some practical examples of each. Thank you, Anthony. And before I say that, before I respond to that, uh, I don't want to forget a point that many of us have struggled with the issue of honor because we were not taught to honor. 
we, 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 we learned just by seeing or hearing men saying things around. But I believe in today's world, it's because cultural values are watered down, relationships have watered, been watered down. So it's important that we teach our people the subject of honor, whether at child level or even at pastoral level, pastors and servants of God, uh, leaders also need to learn about honor. So the issue of teaching is very, very important. Now, to give some examples of honor, I would say, number one, that, you know, uh, from the scriptures, uh, the, the, the scripture I mentioned in, in the Proverbs uh, 3, 5, that honor the Lord with your substances. Honor the Lord with your substances. And if you read in Malachi, Malachi chapter 3, uh, you know, uh, the people are dishonoring God, but by bringing lamb sacrifices. And, and when God gives them the solution, then it comes to verse 10, where God says, bring your tithes and, and offerings. So um, my thinking is to honor somebody, you have to put that person number one before you, number one, in that circumstance, before you. That's why you give your tithes, the first 10% before uh, spending your money or doing with it, giving to anybody. You have put God first. And so in the, in, in the, 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 that's, that's what I believe with God. But I also need to clarify that honor is not fear. Honor is not fear. I mean, we honor God we reverend God, and probably it's just an issue of translation, uh, but uh, our relationship with God, uh, besides love, you know, we honor him and we reverend, we reverence him, we reverence in his presence. Uh, but in the African context, I was surprised that uh, in my village, when somebody could get a job in those early days, he would give the first salary to his father. 100%, the first salary would go to his father. Uh, the other way of honor was when an older person came, uh, the, 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 the younger people had to stand up. They had to stand up uh, in a public transport. If there's no seat, enough seat, and an older person comes, then the young people will Voluntarily, with the, nobody has to tell them. They'll just stand up when you go to the river and an older person comes to take bath or to collect water. The younger people will let the older person do it uh, first. So it's putting somebody first, whether in our context or uh, in the biblical uh, uh, context. And then, um, of course, uh, and, and, and then, but in the African context, I think there wasn't much of honoring people at your level and people under you. But the Bible actually tells us now that we have to honor upwards, we have to honor across, and we have also to honor downwards, like just the cross. So that's the, the, the difference I see between the uh, biblical uh, honoring and, 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 uh, and uh, many the Christian honoring and and uh, our cultural African uh, way, way of honor. Uh, the other thing is that in the African way of honor, uh, I mean, it, it, it has some component of uh, dictatorship whereby you cannot question things. 
and, and which I feel is not right. It's not right. You should be able to ask, should be able, or, or you can talk uh, uh, in the presence of elders. You cannot face an older person or a person of opposite sex in, in, in the eyes that was seen as dishonor. But now, when I met people from North America and Europe, for them, they want you to look at them in the eye. And I struggled with it at some stage. But now, you know, my interaction with many North Americans, now I look so funny because I look at people in the face. <laughs> and then some of them find it so funny that <laughs> I'm looking at them in the, face, in the face. So, yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to government, again, I don't know about your government, uh, but um the the, the 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 honor here you know during the colonial uh, times the africans were servants uh, slaves so the, 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 you can't say that they honored the white regime the white the colonial leadership they actually feared them they feared them they hated them but they had to show respect which was not genuine uh, respect and so after independence, unfortunately, the leaders that uh, uh, came in didn't also show people that now we are brothers. Like, like what the new leadership should have had is to bring servant leadership so that they now honor uh, those that are below as they, those that are below also honor those that are at the top. And so, uh, you find that in, in government leadership and office leadership here in Africa, you can't question your boss, you can't challenge your, your, your boss, and, and, and that's wrong. Or when your boss says, like, I remember my first salary ever, uh, it was a census work and we were paid cash. So you'd go to uh, the office of the government administrator and then he will tell you, hey, your salary is this much, and then he counts in your presence, subtracts money for himself. <laughs> so he's like, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and you can't question. You, you just walk away. He's, he's a government official. You are living in fear. So uh, th that kind of thing, which I don't think is honor. However, we should honor the government officials the way a policeman is standing there she's a and that's one thing i've seen people here dishonor police women they will obey a police man when he stops them but sometimes when a police woman stops them they just zoom away and that's wrong we should show him respect because he's carrying uh, the, the the authority of the government so we should honor them but i believe also they need to be taught on how to honor uh, other people so whatever, whatever the country, government is, we have to honor that government by even things like national anthem. Here, when we sing it, we have to stand uh, at, uh, at, at a lot and, and that kind of thing. Thank you. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, I love all those different practical examples. But during, during your answer there, you mentioned something about uh, the African culture. And then you, you were talking about how people do need to be questioned or criticized or held accountable. Um, and, and I want to get your take on this. I've, I've heard this come up a lot in Uganda, uh, where I am, and um, even, even other countries, where 
people are told to honor, let's say, the pastor or the elders of the church, and then uh, someone will bring a criticism against the pastor. It could be like the pastor um, has sexually abused someone, or the pastor took money, or it could just be, I, th I think that the decision that the leaders made was not the best decision. Let's say, um, you know, the leaders said we should use the money on a new building, but I really think we should use it for the poor or something. Uh, and so they challenge the decision of the leaders and then other people will come to them and say, how dare you speak against the leaders? You're supposed to honor them. And so I imagine that also applies with the, the issue of honoring parents and the honoring the elderly, honoring government officials. Um, what would you say in response to, to those people who say, if you honor someone, you can't question them or, or criticize them? Yeah, uh, I think one, maybe they, they, they've not understood what honor is. They've also not understood the love of God uh, because we actually criticize because, and positive criticism because we honor. Uh, however, I'll go back to the leadership. You know, like all my, I mean, my, my, my senior pastors, I always uh, talk with them uh, many times. And one thing we agree is that without an accountability system, anybody, however strong, intelligent they may be, however educated they may be, however popular they may be, they will fail without accountability. It's accountability that puts us in check, that keeps us going with stability. And so, uh, first of all, the, 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 such people are operating in an environment that does not have accountability. Uh, accountability. Uh, you see, um, the, 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 there was this era where, where a, a spiritual leader was above the law. But any leader who goes that way, they, they are bound to fail. They must have an accountability system and, and that, that is known, that's known. So that when something happens, a member may not even tell others, may not go to the pastor, but a member can knows that my pastor is accountable to the board, for example. So the member can take the, their complaint uh, to the board if, if they don't have access to the pastor. Because it's tricky in that at the same time, we don't have to malign the, the, the name of the pastor and the name of the leader. It, it, we have to correct them with dignity. And so and if you do not have the rapport uh, that provides a conducive uh, talking environment, then use uh, the board, for example, the accountability system that's established. So these things flourish. Uh, the people who say, oh, it's wrong to say, it flourishes in an environment where the accountability system is not there or it's not working. It's just a formality. But where an accountability system is, issues will be handled in a way. For example, um, I, I know of a, a church where they take you through, they already have a plan. If pastor does this, 
this is what will happen. He'll not step on the pulpit. <laughs> He'll be away for one year. I mean, that kind of, they have already set in place. So when you are joining, you sign that code of conduct. You know that if I do this, these are the consequences. But at the same time, there's an accountability aboard that the pastor is, is accountable to. So then finally, uh, if somebody has uh, uh, done it in, in a way that is uh, uh, shameful, for example, uh, in, in the midst of, say, uh, church members who are not yet mature, or are not yet mature, and they can backslide, then these people should also be taught. Um, you know, my, my, my village pastor was just telling me today that when he was young, God could give him a prophetic word about somebody, and he would just say it openly before other people. And, you know, it would cause a lot of tensions. And so older pastors had to tell him no. Uh, such things, uh, though they are from God, but they are not for the public. So you can't say them in public. You go and talk to the person that is it's meant for. And and but because again, the scripture tells us, do not rebuke uh, an older person, an elder. Do not rebuke an elder. And so, but you can rebuke that elder through a fellow elder. <laughs> So yeah, and that brings order that you can go through another elder and to bring connection. And I've seen that many times, for example, sorry, this doesn't make sense in, in your context, for example, but in our Pentecostal context, it, it means a lot. There was an elder somewhere I used to serve before who was seen by a junior member of the church who works in a restaurant, uh, so they saw this elder with alcohol, seated with people drinking alcohol. And, and so this younger brother could not, you know, uh, confront the, the elder, but he came and told me. And as soon as he told me, I picked my phone and called the elder and said, uh, were you at such a place, uh, such and such a place at this time, at such a time? And he said, yes, I was there. And then I told him, yeah. Uh, I, I've just learned that you are taking alcohol. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, ah, I was seated with people who are taking alcohol, but I didn't take alcohol. The, the, unfortunately, the bottle I ordered, uh, here it, it used to be called either Alvaro or something, I don't remember, actually looks like a beer bottle. It, 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 one of them actually was by Kenya Breweries, but it's, it's a, an unalcoholic drink. So you see, he explained to me uh, what happened and I went back to the junior member, to the young member and explained them. But I respect that young church member uh, because he knew he cannot rebuke an elder. And so he chose to share with me and I was able to do it actually immediately. Thank you. Yeah, I think that goes uh, well with a lot of African cultures, right? About uh, not always going directly to someone, but there's kind of this indirect, <laughs> you're using other people to, to yeah. challenge. But so what you're saying today, um, what, what I'm hearing is that part of that indirectness is also to be able to show honor to the, the people that are being corrected. So you're not, you're not uh, maybe, could we say you're not shaming them in public? Would you use the word shame? 
you're you're going around yes sorry that was disconnect i missed you for like okay. 20 seconds okay i'm saying um the the indirectness where you're 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 you know the boy was approaching you rather than the other leader um would you say that part of that is to avoid yeah. shaming someone yes so um yeah, it, 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 it was perceived that, uh, you know, uh, a younger person, uh, and you know, it, it's not necessarily that um, a younger person cannot tell an older person when the older person is, is wrong, but it depends on the magnitude of the matter and in the way which the older person uh, does it, the way in which the older person uh, that's it. And number three, on the consequences of uh, the, 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 that. But if it's done in privately, I'm sure there are those who will uh, who will really uh, be able to receive it. Will be able to receive it. But um, uh, <laughs> you, you, you people would say, "Look at this boy. You have a hard head. How mm. can you?" <laughs> Correct an, an elder in the presence of people. For example, in a meeting, and, and I suffered a lot, uh, Anthony, I suffered a lot in school um, because I would, tell, I would tell the teacher, no, sir, you are wrong. Hey, and, and, and even a teacher would be so angry, classmates would tell me, how can you talk to a teacher like that? But see, that's how I've been uh, raised. Uh, and, and, you know, to, to, to relate. And so me, I felt, uh, for example, a mathematical question and, and, and the, the teacher has not done it correctly. So I'll say, no, sir, you are wrong, <laughs> you are wrong. But you see, the, the word wrong <laughs> looks so offensive and, mm. and uh, out of disrespect. But let me tell you, those teachers ended up loving me in the end because they came to realize that even if my language did not look respectful, my words did not look respectful, outside that discussion, I showed a lot of respect for them. I showed a lot of respect for them. I honored them. Some of them I would even go over weekends out of love just to support them on their farm or on their work at home. And so they eventually became my friends. So nobody again should fear uh you know being able to correct an older person good um i, I want to get to kind of some application points uh from this good discussion um you started talking about this already but maybe you can go deeper um what where does the bible's view of honoring people challenge uh different african cultures view of honor um so where where would you guide those listening from Kenya where they need to make some changes in how they honor based on differently from what the culture is doing. And then also, um, as you look at, uh, let me choose North America, um, Canada and US, let's just focus on that. Um, how do you think they need to be challenged by what the Bible says about honoring? Um, and then after that, we can kind of look at what 
the African cultures and the Western cultures can learn from each other about honoring? So this is a very big question. You can take as much time as you want on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, in the African context, honor was upwards, okay? It was upwards. But in the scriptures, honor is multidimensional. And so uh, in, the, in, the, in the African culture, you have to honor those in authority or those older than you. And uh, wives, you know, uh, they, they would honor, uh, they were expected to honor their, 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 their husbands, but the husband wouldn't honor their, their, their wives. In fact, uh, in the African context, a, a wife was part of the property, not, not as a, a, a co-heir, not as a, a family member, but as property. Or she was seen as an enemy, you know. And 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 uh, in Bungoma, the people in Bungoma, where you know, uh, they, you would ask him, them, did any people pass here? And they'll say, no, 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 nobody passed here. The only we only saw. Uh, Three women and five children pass here, but people did not pass here. So that means people were men, were men, but women and children were just in a, another category. Uh, I mean, almost like part of uh, the, the, the property. And so that's wrong. Uh, the Bible actually tells us, it tells even husbands to honor their wives. Of course, I know we dwell a lot on the scripture that says wives honor your husband, but also the same Bible tells um, husbands to honor their wives. So that, that's different with, with the African culture where it's women that are expected to honor uh, their husbands. And then in the uh, scriptures also in the, in the New Testament, uh, the Bible tells us to honor one another to honor one another. But in the African context, uh, we use, and that's very common in Kenya, that you see one another as a competitor, as a competitor. And, and, and so there isn't the issue of, of, of honor. You are always thinking on how to outsmart him, how to beat him, uh, how he can be lower than you. So there, there isn't much about esteeming one another, but the Bible tells us to honor one another, to esteem one another, to be our brother's keeper, to bear one another's burden. And, and that brings us even to where we started, you know, uh, when, 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 when somebody is um, uh, doing things that you don't agree with, you still need to honor them by bearing even their burdens. That was not there in the African context that based on behavior, you know, you, you, you wouldn't honor certain people. For example, you would hear people calling an older person a madman because his behavior, they feel did not deserve honor. Or another thing I didn't say in the African context, calling an older person an uncle, uh, uh, stepmother, stepfather, and auntie by their name is dishonor. So you have to call them either mom, auntie, uncle, uh, and a small father, big father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, for us, that, that's now honor. Honor. Uh, and so uh, the Bible again tells us to honor God 
And I am not sure whether in the African context, uh, there was anything like honoring God with our substance. Of course, they must have had sacrifices, but we, sacrifices were not to honor God. In some circumstances, the sacrifices were to appease uh, uh, God, but not to, to honor them. I will tell you a story I saw in India. When I, when I lived in India, uh, you know, um, I lived among people who worship idols. And so every morning, they would take milk uh, to the temple to give to the idol. So you, you pour into the idol's mouth. And, and of course, that milk is collected somewhere and, and, and sold by the, their priests. But what, what made me to laugh, it was this farmer who came with milk in a, in a jug. And then he passed by a water pump, a borehole, and, and he, he added a lot of water uh, into the milk before he mm. could take to his God. So, yeah. so that's very funny. And many people are actually doing that, and that may have been what was happening in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the African context. And today, you know, uh, people stealing money and they bring it as tithe in the church, thinking they're honoring God, but it's stolen money, stolen money. That's not honoring God. That's not honoring God. When you have stolen money, you are not honoring God with your, whether it's tithe, whether, whether you bring the whole amount to the house of God, it's not uh, honoring uh, God. So that's the African context vis-a-vis uh, -vis the, 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 the Bible, what the scriptures uh, tell us. And the scripture also is so clear about honoring the government, about honoring the government. In the African context, we are taught to honor um, leaders and older people. But I think the issue of honoring government was not so much taught. Instead, it was to fear the government. In fact, they say the government has a long arm. So you should fear government, but not to honor government. And that keeps a gap between the government and people. That also creates false humility false honor with government officials. That brings in the issue of corruption and bribes. But to finalize on that, I mean, my interaction with, them, with, the, with the Westerners, I feel that the Westerners at least honor young people. The older people honor young people. Like yesterday, I was with my friend, and they were to fly to US, and they, their flight was actually postponed to the following day. And uh, so we, we had to seek an alternative flight. And he insisted that they should fly Emirates. Why? They were to fly Lufthansa, but now Lufthansa is delayed till the following day. And so they have to get an alternative flight and he insisted on Emirates. So they asked him, why are you insisting on Emirates? And said, my son, my son, my son has really desired <laughs> to fly Emirates. And so please, please, put us on Emirates. And anyway, by God's grace, eventually they put them on Emirates. But that he, he went through all that, like three hours of arguing and trying to convince people just for his son. For me, that touched my heart and really impressed me that you honor people. I saw in America, when a child is riding a bicycle, drivers will, will, will either stop or drive on the far left, you know, not to move near, and the child not to, but in Africa, that's not there. 
a child is expected to respect those with vehicles. Bicycle cyclist is expected to respect those with vehicles. So the, the, the vehicle will just zoom and hoot, sometimes even kick knock the, the, the cyclist to the side, which is dishonor. It's, it's very bad. So, in, but in the West at the same time, I have seen some kind of dishonor uh, to leaders and to even to pastors. Uh, for example, uh, uh, you, you know, you can criticize a pastor or, or a lead and correct him. But when a church member walks to a pastor after the service and says, your sermon was terrible, if you continue preaching that, I'm leaving this church. Uh, that I good. think that's, that, that's, that's not right. Or, or this guy, we just hired him. <laughs> and so th that's, that's dishonor. That's, that's, that's not um, the proper way uh, to correct somebody. Because I believe that you correct somebody by giving that person a second chance. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Uh, that's really good. I uh, really love those examples. Uh, we're about out of time here, so I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners um, of, about your thoughts on this this topic of honor. Um, anything that we haven't covered already, I'll give you a chance to to share. And otherwise, if you don't have anything, we'll bring it to a close. Yeah, uh, thank you, Pastor. My parting shot is that um, the problems we have in the world today are because of honor and dishonor. One, that um, the honor that has been there is forced honor, hypocritical honor, uh, uh, plastic honor. It's not been genuine from the heart. And, and, and so um, fathers are too far from their sons. Mothers are too far from their daughters because of dishonor. Because of dishonor, there's no respect for one another. And because there's no respect for one another, the sanctity of life has been violated. It has been trampled on. People don't have respect for life because of dishonoring one another. Because when we honor one another, we value, we add value. You appreciate in my eyes, you appreciate before people, you are celebrated. And so we see the sanctity of life. We see God in you. But when we dishonor one another, then we devalue the, the, the worth of a human being as, as a child of God. Uh, and, and that's to me what's responsible for wars in the world. Because why would one country uh, just attack another country that has done nothing wrong against him and just kill children, kill women, kill innocent people, destroy infrastructure, like what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, it's the highest level of dishonor, lack of, uh, I mean, sensitivity to what life is. The, the, for me, that has been responsible. Or oh, uh, in many contexts, the racial issues. Uh, for example, uh, 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 in, in, in North America, in Europe, where Africans, uh, black, uh, black people uh, uh, are looked down upon, or even here in Africa, some tribes feel superior than others. For example, I was, I mean, uh, driving on the road and we reached a traffic light 
and uh, somebody crossed uh, not so well. Uh, and then the, one of the drivers shouted and said, how do you cross? I'm not going to mention the tribe, but how do you cross like so-and-so? They, they mentioned that, that tribe. So that means this person has disregards that tribe. And so uh, for me, we can have peace if we honor one another. And if you are a Christian and you say you are honoring God and you don't honor your wife, you don't honor your leaders, you don't honor your children, you don't honor people who are lower than you, then you are not honoring God because God is in these people. And he said, if you don't love your neighbor whom you see with your eyes, how will you love God whom you don't see? The same with honor. If you don't honor the people around you, especially in the four dimensions, then you are not honoring God. So thank you, Pastor Anthony, for bringing this topic. Amazingly, now in Africa, we are, we are revisiting this matter. Uh, genuine honor. How do I honor genuinely without accelerating? And that leaders should also not demand honor. You don't demand <laughs> to be honored. Yeah, leaders should not demand to be honored, but we can create a culture of honoring one another. Thank you very much. Very good. I appreciate that very much, Chris. Uh, I'm going to ask if you would be willing to pray a brief prayer here at the end. Uh, just asking God to help us to put this into practice. And that will be the, the end of our program. Thank you so much. Thank you. Holy Father, we, prof we know in part and we prophesy in part. But we thank you because you have promised to perfect all that concerns us. So Father, we bring before you this subject of honor. The Lord will help us. By your spirit, you will quicken us. By revelation, you will quicken us and give us the will and the gladness to honor one another without hypocrisy and without pretending, Lord and without selfish motive, because sometimes we've honored people because we have a selfish motive. Lord, I pray, help us to be genuine as we relate with one another, to honor those that are above us and also to honor those that are below us, to honor those that are on our left and to honor those that are on our right. Father, help us. We ask for your Holy Spirit, to rest upon us. Lord, we pray even for Ukraine and Russia, the Lord, they will honor one another, the leadership will honor one another and will have peace in that nation. We pray also for uh, those who live in multiracial uh, uh, um, context, Father, cause them to honor one another. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Chris. Thank you.